Hey guys, welcome to the 31st episode in the Indian market story. As all our returning viewers know, we're here to talk about how India is going to get the $5,000 in per capita GDP by 2030. And that's built on the back of India's consumption story. So for the first 76 years of our independence, the big theme was Roti Kapra Makan. So far, we've talked about Roti and you can check out our FMCG podcast. We've talked about Makan and you can check out our real estate podcast. And today, we're here to talk about Kapra. And Kapra has been a really great sector for investors. It's created a lot of multi-baggers, but also a lot of winners and losers. So what can you tell us about this sector? Why is it so crucial for an investor's portfolio? First of all, thank you for inviting me on the podcast. And it has a nice ring to it, Roti Kapra Makan. I did not realize that we are going in that sequence, but that's great, I think. Uh, so we can talk about Kapra uh, or uh, the clothing retailers. And um, as you said, that there are many hits and misses in that particular segment. And the reason for that is that it is a very difficult business because you have to have the distribution right. The branding has to be right. And you're to play across various price points, mm-hmm. right? You know, premiumization is a very strong uh, yeah. trend. So there are some who are premium players. Mm-hmm. And then there are some who uh, you know look after the value purchasing, the mm-hmm. value customers as well. So it's a difficult business. But mind you, the opportunity is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know why? Why? Population. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the demographics, we have 1.4 crore uh, you know, Indians and they need to be clothed. And also there's a lot of uh, young population mm-hmm. which is going after organized players and brands. Yeah. No, I think uh, that's absolutely true. I think the emphasis on fashion has also increased in the social media age. And so clothes are increasingly more important to the youth. So for this podcast today, we're going to cover eight companies and I'm just going to read them out because there's a lot of companies and I want our viewers to be certain of what we're going to cover. There's Trent Limited, which is Westside, Zudio, and it's a Tata company. We have Aditya Birla Fashion, which is brands like Van Heusen, Alan Solly, Pantaloons, and many, many more. Page Industries, which is known for its brand Jockey. Shoppers Stop, which is quite ubiquitous. Vmart, that's primarily present in tier two cities, Go Fashion, Manyavar or Vedanta, and Raymond. So those are the eight companies we're going to be talking about today. And there's a huge range of performance, price points, brandings. It's a it's a very diverse sector. But let's start with the darling Trent. So what's been the story with Trent Limited? So you know, Varun, after Titan, Trent has been the biggest value creator in terms of returns for the Tata Group company. And uh, this was a, a endeavor of Simon Tata, and she wanted, wanted to get into apparel retailing very early. So the brand has been around since last two, three decades or so. And the initial beginning was quite slow, but they've got the formula right. So as I said earlier, that you need to get the right uh, distribution, brand and price points. And they've got all of that right, especially the latest thing which has done very well for them is Zudio. Mm-hmm. Zudio is value retailing and the price point at which they are selling those uh, apparels is a hit with the youth. Yeah. So that's the beauty of uh, Trend. And if I may just add, they have got two joint ventures, as you know. Mm-hmm. One is with Tesco, your mm-hmm. favorite store in UK. And the other one is with Zara, which is your mother's favorite store as well. So it caters to the ladies, uh, the Zara brand, and a lot of value is being created there. And value is created in the Star Bazaar also, which is... Uh, like a supermarket. Yeah. So I just want to briefly flash the numbers of Trent Limited up for our viewers because they're really quite stellar. 
But there's two things in particular I want to highlight, not only from their operational performance, but also from their market stats. They have a price to earning ratio of 157. And not only that, they've returned 29.6% compounded for 21 years. So they're nearly doing a 30 for 30, which is outstanding. So please, can you tell us, after all this outperformance in the share price, after such fantastic revenue growth, how are they still valued at 157? I get that this was positive, but 157? Scarcity of stock, scarcity of good quality companies within the space. And of course, the Tata brand. And let me make it even more interesting for the viewers that what price to earnings multiple of 150 we are seeing, even 30 years ago, it was a very expensive stock based on price to earnings multiple. I don't have the figure, but if I was to guess, it would be 40, 50 times even then. And the interest rates were high at that point of time. So uh, when we talk about uh, you know buying outstanding companies, which are always expensive, but yet give excellent returns, Trent is the perfect example. That's very, very interesting. So let's move on from Trent because we've got a lot of companies to cover. But I want to try and talk about a company that's very different in terms of its operational performance and by extension, therefore, its price performance as well. Aditya Birla Fashion and Retail. Now, it seems to me like the brand that Aditya Birla Fashion has seems to be positioning itself very much at the premium end of the spectrum. But if I look at some of their operational performance, it doesn't really seem to be holding up. So what's the story here? So Aditya Birla Fashion is the retail arm of the Aditya Birla Group. And uh, it has acquired many of the brands <coughs> which were earlier part of Madura, which was a company owned by the Birlas. And then it uh, did a big acquisition of Pantaloon, Pantaloon Retail. So Pantaloon brand was what also they acquired. So this is a company which I think is still in a lot of investment mode. And they have not yet completely assimilated all the brands and focused on which are the important brands they should be pushing and where they should be cutting back. And also, you know, they have been saddled with a lot of, uh, you know, stores and distribution network, which may not be optimal. At the same time, you know, as I said, it's as an outsider, as an investor, it is very difficult to understand why a company's retail uh, business is a hit and why it is not, right? But I would guess that it is more to do with the fact that uh, you know the brands are not as popular. Maybe the price points were not right. But this is one company which is learning very fast. And if you were to bet on premiumization, which is the trend, very strong trend, then certainly uh, the Billa fashion could emerge to be a winner. Good management, uh, Billa Group company, a lot of resources as well. So I'm sure it will work out well for investors. Yeah. No, one thing that's really interesting to me is I think for the first time this World Cup and in the last several weeks, in fact, last several months, I've seen a huge amount of ad space for Aditya Birla fashion company. So Alan Solly, Van Heusen, Peter England, all of those seem to have gone uh, very aggressive on advertising. I guess we'll have to look at the numbers in you know, the coming quarters to see if that investment has paid off. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it will pay off, I think. But... Uh, Give them some more time, I feel. See, what I've seen with Aditya Birla Fashion is that they have got, they get two, three quarters or one or two years of exceptional performance and then the performance becomes bad. I mean, because they're expanding too aggressively and the new stores are not contributing adequately. I'm not able to get a handle on this company, you know. So uh, that's the reason why it's been a bit of an underperformer also from market perspective. Okay, fair enough. That makes a lot of sense. Let's maybe talk about a company that's played premiumization very, very well. And let's talk about Page Industries. 
this is another market darling and i'll try and put the figures up because yes. <laughs> they are so one i think one thing to maybe point out before we talk about page industries and we'll come back to this point is that in general now if we look at all the companies that we've looked at their rocs their ROEs, the way they use their capital is not hyper efficient their profit margins borrowing a few are not not really large but when i look at page industries and we'll have the figures up for our viewers their operational metrics and their capital efficiency in particular is stellar it's really unprecedented and over the last 16 years they've delivered 36% compounded growth for their investors which is outstanding uh so could you tell us a little bit about the story of page industries so first let's talk about the high roc because it's a very unique business model they do the manufacturing themselves mm-hmm. so unlike trend aditya vikram billa fashion which outsources all the manufacturing this is one company which does uh, everything in house so right from the cotton they purchase i mean mm-hmm. the cloth they purchase to entire tailoring and everything so that's the reason why their roc is very high and it's been a fantastic play on the shift from unorganized to organized so as i said you know aspiration levels within india especially indian youth are improving and they want to be uh, you know make feel good for themselves by buying into brands uh, which are important not only on the external but also the inner wear mm-hmm. so that's a kind of a trend a realization amongst the indians that they should have good quality inner wear as well mm-hmm. and page industry has satisfied that uh, you know demand which has come into place over there so one thing that i'd like to try and understand so page industries is again very richly valued at 81 not nearly as richly valued as as trend but still very richly valued one question that i have is has their premiumization trend played out or is there still more steam left no i think that they still have a long way to go in terms of gaining market share from the unorganized player and they are also expanding rapidly into tier 2 tier 3 city mind you jockey was a typically a tier 1 brand and uh, you know people from tier 1 who traveled abroad they can associate with the brand but a lot of advertising and uh, brand investment is taking place in the uh, small mid town mid, mid uh, small uh, towns as well so there's a wrong runway for growth but having seen page's success now they're getting a lot of competition as well mm-hmm. and even players like aditya billa fashion they have launching their own brand mm-hmm. and getting into it even trend is looking at it so it's attracted a lot of competition and just to explain that difference between the price to earnings multiple between page and trend mm-hmm. it's to with near term performance okay so page's near term performance last 2 3 years has not been that exceptional mm-hmm. for various reasons mm-hmm. whereas trend is by far the most outstanding performer in recent times yeah i i think i want to just try and highlight that a little bit uh just to try and put it into context from fy22 to fy23 trends revenue doubled and so did their pat as against that page has stayed relatively flat from fy22 to fy23 from a pat perspective although their revenue has grown a little bit just a highlight your point of near term performance so i guess that makes sense but i want to move on from page and talk about another company in the space that looks relatively similar in terms of your fully integrated supply chain they work on premiumization a uh, relatively recent listing vedant fashion or manyavar so we talked about how page plays on premium innerwear uh vedant fashion or manyavar premium external wear so to speak you know wedding clothing yes so they found a niche and they invested heavily in branding you know that virat kohli and anushka yeah. are the brand ambassadors yeah and aggressive marketing of the manyavar brand 
and fabulous stores that once you enter inside, you know, it really captures you. And you know, this entire Indian, big Indian wedding story is just, it's just a bandwagon which has got no stopping it. Absolutely. So more and more people are uh, investing or rather buying clothes for wedding. Mm -hmm. And that's where they play very well. They've got the pulse of the consumer. They set the trends within the wedding season. And again, they are pretty well integrated in terms of uh, sourcing, mm -hmm. in terms of uh, design. And it's a difficult business. And you know what I like best about Vedant Varun? Least disruption from online players. Oh, yeah. Because you can't buy no. wedding clothes. If you are getting married, you want to go over there and have the touch and the feel and see for yourself. And there are certain customization also required. Absolutely. So I have a specific question with Vedanta. Just taking off your point. Does that mean there's going to be an increasing need for physical presence? And to that extent, is that going to hurt their capital efficiency? Because if I compare Maniavar to... Um, page industries, they're still extremely capital efficient. Their the ROC is still, you know, north of 25%. But is that going to come down as you have to invest in physical stores? I don't think so, Varun. This is not a very capital intensive business. And all those stores are taken on rent per okay. se. And the real investment apart from renovation is the stock which they keep over there. So this is not a capital intensive business. But as I said earlier, you need to get the position right, the price point right and need to really capture the imagination of the consumer. It's like when you go into Maniavarno, you feel that you know, you're know you getting into a brand which you can speak about to your friends and relatives that I, I bought this from Maniavarno. Yeah. So, you know, uh, whatever one may say, uh, that's the you know, brand pull which is coming into play over here. Fair enough. So I guess let's move on from, I guess, the darlings of the space and you know the giants of the space to three relative minnows. Um, Shoppers Stop, Vmart and Go Fashion. So could you tell our viewers a little bit about the stories of these three companies? So first of all, Vmart may be doing badly just now, Varun, but it has been a darling of the market in the past. Yeah. And somewhere, 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 things have gone a bit wrong for Vmart uh, because the rural, uh, the rural demand has been subdued for the last two, three years or so. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, you see, it's got a lot of competition from large brands like Reliance, DMART, even other larger mm -hmm. store formats getting into the tier 2, tier 3. Mm -hmm. So for 10, 15, 20 years, there was no competition. They were only doing with the unorganized players. And now a lot of competition has come in. Demand also has been a bit subdued. So their performance last two, three years has been uh, not all that, a bit disappointing to say yeah. the least. So just want to highlight the point that you're making for our viewers that over the last 11 years, they've delivered a compounded return of 24%, which is great. And it's even better when you consider the fact that over the last five years, they've been falling by 9% year on year. And last year in particular has been very bad for them where they've fallen about 40%. And I think if we look at their operational metrics, which should be on screens for our viewers, it's fairly clear why that's happening. In the last three, four years have been very bad from a profitability perspective, although revenue seem to have stayed stable. That's right. But it's a very aggressive management, mind you. Don't count them off. Uh, sometimes these companies go into a bit of a you know, downturn, they rewire themselves, work on the strategies and they come back very strong. Because end of the day, the, there is money at the bottom of the pyramid. There is money in tier 2, tier 3 and they have got the formula right. So I'm very hopeful of this company per se. Okay, very interesting. So let's talk about the other two that I mentioned, Shopper Stop and Go Fashion. So Go Fashion is an absolute winner. Okay, let's not make any mistake about it. They identified a huge demand 
in women's bottom wear. It was a, again uh, a very unorganized segment within the apparel industry and they got the right brand in. They also have captured the imagination of the consumer. Lovely colors, lovely styles, small stores, but spread all over the city or whatever location they have chosen. They've got the branding right. They've got the supply chain right. And uh, on the whole, I think that with the demographics favoring them, the fashion trends favoring them, mm -hmm. this company has a fabulous runway for growth. So is this like a mini page industries? Oh, wow. I like that. It could be a mini page industries. Absolutely. A lot of similarity. Yeah. But see, page industries had the benefit of Jockey, which was a license, which is the license, which is a brand they've licensed yeah. from the US company. But this is a homegrown brand. Ah, yeah. All the better. Absolutely. So let's go to Shopper Stop, our last minnow in the space. What's the story been over there? Because if we look at their performance, uh, both from an operational metrics perspective, which we'll put up on the screen for you, as well as from a share price perspective, which uh, we'll also put up on the screen for our viewers, it's been quite a disappointment because over 18 years, ShopperStop has only returned 7.5% to their investors. And if we looked at the operational metrics, revenue, revenue has not gone anywhere in the last five years. Pat has not gone anywhere in the last five years. Not a particularly you know, capital efficient business. What's, what's the issue? See, I think similarly like Aditya Birla fashion, you know, somehow they have not got their act completely in order. And a lot to do with the leadership. They've had change of leadership in the past. New CEO coming in. He did well for a while and then he retired. Uh, he exited and now we have a new CEO in place. So it's just that they haven't got the formula right. And this is a business, you know, where uh, unless you don't have your right position, your right niche, you end up just spending a lot of money and wasting capital and energy and not achieve anything. So I'm not that optimistic of shoppers stop. And if you ask me, frankly, it's a great uh, acquisition uh, target, could be. Mm -hmm. But the promoters are very strong. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it may, may not happen. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's got its position right. Mm -hmm. But it has got a certain very high degree of loyalty with customers. And second highlight is that they are focusing on beauty and personal care products. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the revenues come from private labels as well. So those are the strengths. But I don't think they've got the formula right, like Trent or Vedan Fashion or jockey or even how what we mad did we we Mart, did yeah a few years ago no, fair enough i think that makes a lot of sense so one company that i'm torn whether or not i want to talk about um is raymond and you know we can we can talk about the operational metrics or the price performance or you know any number of considerations around raymond but as any one of our viewers will probably know there's been a number of negative news stories from the promoter's perspective around Raymond. Now, before you even look at the stock, um, I'd just like to get your thoughts on whether we should even be talking about this or whether given this, the news around it, it's just not something we should give light to. No, I think, uh, you know, the there's a corporate governance angle over here, no doubt about it. And uh, the, uh, the news surrounding the promoter certainly has impacted the sentiment in the stock. In fact, there was an independent uh, agency which is questioning the independent directors as to why they are not doing an investigation into some of the uh, allegations made against the promoter. So how this will play out, I don't know. But this is one company which I think has not performed to its full potential. And I can't really pinpoint the reason for it. But on the whole, you know, it does well in fits and starts. So there are periods it does well, there are periods it doesn't do well as well. But mm -hmm. no denying the fact, Varun, that it's a very valuable company because of the land bank they are sitting on. Yeah. So it was an integrated textile company with a large plant in Thane, 
and now Thane is a burgeoning city mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of uh, you know with a, with a highly performing real estate market as well mm-hmm. and they've got a lot of land bank over there which they're developing by themselves now there is a proposal or i would say there is an expectation of the investor that that may be demerged and separated so that if that value unlocking takes place then certainly i think uh, you could see a nice trading bump in dreamland so don't i wouldn't write them off but there are a lot of uh, you know i would say clouds surrounding this company one should be aware of so one thing that i'm very curious about um when i look at raymond is and i and i double check this figure several times they have a price earning ratio of 6 and they're sitting on a huge land bank I, i'm not able to bring these things together see that's so apart from the uh, apparel or the retail business they have a thriving real estate business as well so from time to time when real estate gets sold the earnings get bumped up which is what explains the low price to earnings multiple ah so this is not structural earnings this is one offs that's explaining it's this. volatility in earnings and therefore at this point you see a low price earnings multiple but the quarters in which or the years in which there is hardly any real estate sales taking place then you'll see the p multiple going up so this is a complicated company mm-hmm. and from an investor's perspective if you want to really buy into the great indian retail story uh, you have to pay an expensive price earnings multiple for a stock like vedant fashions mm-hmm. or trend or even page industries for that matter so let's let's you know move forward with that point let's say an investor does want to buy into this story they believe that there's still you know uh they want to get into the indian consumption story particularly from a clothing angle how should they play it that's a tough one because trend is really the best performer but it's really expensive crazy expensive yeah uh, but i would like to go with specialty retail companies mm-hmm. uh like vedan fashions like go colors mm-hmm. i feel that uh, even page industries i wouldn't write off but because of the competitive intensity i'm just a bit cautious uh, because this is the age of premiumization mm-hmm. and these two companies go fashion and vedan this is a very long runway for growth mm-hmm. so they can expand rapidly into uh, areas tier 2 tier 3 and still get very good response over there mm-hmm. and what i've noticed is that the balance sheets are strong and even when they're expanding at such a mm-hmm. fast pace it's not yet impacting the performance of these companies so right. they've got the formula right somewhere so if you ask me the best choice is these two companies in the retail space okay and i guess maybe moving forward uh one one big risk factor in this space that we've seen play out in the us a lot is a rise in yes. digital disruptors and That's i know right. this is something we wanted to talk about so what does the future look like there how big of a risk is this really well it's a massive risk and um, you know this whole trend about ordering clothes online and then trying out and sending it back uh, that's that's a fad in the developed countries and speaking up very fast in india as well and all of these companies we spoke about they have a online presence as well mm-hmm. uh, but they will certainly face a lot of challenges from uh, digital only companies and uh, one company nike comes to mind of course and then there's the reliance group as well which is mm-hmm. uh, you know very active in this particular space they've attracted many brands as well and they are mm-hmm. in their own way disrupting yeah i think the they industry. did a brand partnership with sheen which is i think the largest fast fashion company in the world chinese company so certainly a lot of entrance into the space yeah. so this is one thing it's a risk factor for the existing listed players that they could easily be you know disrupted by these new upcoming um, brands mm-hmm. and these uh, online retail companies mm-hmm. as well so it's a risk factor but then these companies also have their strengths yeah You know, as an investor, the one thing I'm finding really hard to swallow is the extremely premium valuations. I think we've done 
we've looked at a number of sectors at this point, right? We know the, the nifty trades at around 20, I think maybe 25 is probably the peak. There's undervalued sectors, there's overvalued sectors. I don't think we've really ever seen anything that's this richly valued. Yeah, you and I am searching for the answers, except that historically these companies have been valued at these multiples. Uh, there's scarcity of stock and investors who look at five, 10 year type of a horizon for investing feel that these companies can grow really well. Uh, end of the day, uh, they are taking market share from the unorganized players. And India has a huge market for clothes yeah. and retail. And there's also accessories. And uh, at the same time, the consumer is moving up the value, value. chain as well. Yeah. So there are so many I think that positive the, macros. I think the number out. of units the consumer is also consuming exactly. is going up. It's not just value, it's also volume. The same consumers are buying more clothes. And for more occasions. Yeah. So you have separate clothes for office, party, yeah. home, working out, gym, yeah. and wedding. So many more categories and subcategories being created. Very interesting. So how should investors position this sector in their portfolio, if at all? I think these are great stocks to buy in a bear market. When there's a correction and you have reasonable price to earnings multiple. It'll be expensive even then, but at least you'll have some margin of safety. And most importantly, I think investors need to brace themselves for investing it for the long term, three years, five years, 10 years. Some of these could turn out, they have been multi-baggers and they may still turn out to be even bigger multi-baggers mm -hmm. over the next few years or so. Yeah, fair enough. I think uh, I think that's a really succinct way and really interesting way to put it. There's a couple Thank of you. key stocks to, to evaluate. I think the ones that we like are Vedanta and Go. And uh, the right way to maybe approach this sector is to wait for a bear market because they're so overvalued. And I truly hope that our viewers take this to heart and they try and apply this logic. But uh, I think that's that's all the questions I have for today. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that we're able to add some value to your portfolio and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by Elixir Equities Private Limited, a SEBI registered research analyst. Registration number INA 00004787. The information provided in this podcast is for educational and information purposes only and should not be considered as investment advice. Investment in securities market are subject to market risk. We strongly advise all investors to read all related documents carefully before investing.